and welcome to a new episode of PR 360. I'm your host, Brett Dice. If you could please subscribe to PR 360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave a review. It really does help with the rankings and let us know how we are doing. But this week, I have Rihanna Ruff with me, and she is a Wikipedia expert. I know. It's one of those weird things that you don't really hear very often anymore. And she also has a lovely English accent, which you'll be actually able to hear as well, but we're excited to have her. She has a lot of PR and marketing or she helps PR and marketing people with Wikipedia, which is important as well and helps with getting impartial sources for company websites and everything else in between. So we're excited to have her on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to delve into the world of Wikipedia for you. Yes. And First question is, all my guests is, are you a coffee or tea drinker? Well, I think it's really hard for anyone who grew up in the UK to not be a tea drinker. I love coffee. My first drink of the day is, is always a tea and then it's into the coffee. And my husband and I have like a giant cabinet that's just full of different types of teas and coffees. So I'm probably like pretty equally split between the two. It's hard. It's like choosing a favorite child. Yeah, especially if one or the other is good, then it's like, well, I can't really choose between both of them because yeah. some coffees are really good. Some teas are really good. And the other way around, some coffees are really bad and some teas are really bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're you're giving me like a, a really fancy, lovely green tea and then you're also offering me maybe like a McDonald's coffee. I'm going to be like the tea all the way. Actually, surprisingly enough, McDonald's is not half bad. Oh, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I understand. But I mean, it's been worse. It's just their newest whatever is actually better than what they did before. So you got to give them credit for that. Yeah. It's one of those jobs that you don't think about when you're a kid. And then you find out later on in life, like someone is like the coffee taster for any of these chains. I'm like, how did that happen? That sounds like an amazing role. This is very true. But can you give us a brief overview about what your expertise is more than what I've just said? Yeah, sure. So I have been consulting various large companies, organizations, high profile, high net worth individuals about Wikipedia for about the last 10 years. I started out kind of doing sort of general content and research and quickly specialized in Wikipedia. It's a strange little niche of the internet. Uh, when I started out, they were really developing a lot in terms of like the guidelines, the rules around how PR communications folks should interact with Wikipedia. So it was just sort of a kind of like right spot, right time kind of situation to get into that. And I essentially help folks with, if they want to create a new Wikipedia article, how can they check that they are eligible, um, how do they go through that process, create a page, make sure that it fits within the community's guidelines. And then if you have a large company, you most likely have a Wikipedia article and you most likely do not like something about that Wikipedia article. So a lot of times I'm coaching and training folks on what can they and can't they change on those pages and what things should they be looking at in their broader PR communication strategies to potentially help with those things in future. Gotcha. I mean, that leads into my next question about how can brand use Wikipedia? Because a lot of people are like Wikipedia, isn't that like kind of like the <laughs> new Encarta? I know I'm dating myself a little bit, but the new Encarta of pre-internet. Well, I'm like a an old millennial, so I grew up with Encarta too. And yeah, it's one of those spaces. It's very 
strange and it is very undervalued by companies and brands until the point where there's something wrong or there's like a real specific need around it. I think the most important thing that all brands should know is that Wikipedia is not a platform. It's not a site that is run with a staff where like there's kind of an overarching strategy and there's a help desk and things like that. It's really a community. It's a community building a an encyclopedic project. Like that's really the best way to kind of see it. There's this community run, very much kind of like self-managing, self-organizing, and they're all individuals. So you're not just dealing with like a cohesive structure to approach it. So that's my number one note for, for all brands before they dive in. It's like you can't approach this as like this is any old profile site like a Crunchbase or wherever, and I'm just going to go in and try to get my information right. You really have to think of it as being a community engagement and learning what makes that community tick, what is important to them, what the site is trying to do. And then one of the main misconceptions out there is either that you shouldn't do anything with Wikipedia or if you do, that you should try and distance yourself from it somehow, like you should try and hide your involvement. And honestly, that's the opposite of what the Wikipedia community want folks to do. They really want brands to be very transparent and for there to be an opportunity for these volunteer community editors to have a chance to review and make sure that information that gets onto the site isn't biased. So there's, there's a pathway there. Um, it's just a lot slower. It involves not making changes directly and instead kind of having these discussions with, with this community. That was a really long answer to your question. No worries. So basically it's more like a long-term bet for the marketing plan or PR strategies is what I'm actually hearing. So how does brands like use this type of thing? Cause I'm pretty sure a lot of them for PR people are like, we just want to get it done. Like we just want to get it done quick and it's not very quick. So how yes. <laughs> should they learn patience? I mean, how does this work for them? Yeah, it's, it's patience and prioritization. It's all the P's. So you first want to kind of identify like what things really have to be dealt with and can be dealt with. You have to carefully kind of bucket these things out. You know, is there inaccurate information in there where it's like straightforward, it's factual, it's things like your revenue is four years out of date, but you easily have sources available that can update that? What other things in there are like super high priority and you need to address and you have independent sourcing? So journalistic articles, books, peer-reviewed journals, that kind of thing, and you can address. And then kind of look at some of the other things as being longer term. Like maybe there's not enough about your company's history and you've got like a really long and interesting history. But as it turns out, you don't have a lot of press out there that talks about it. Or perhaps you've launched something new and you really want that to be reflected on the Wikipedia article. How do you make that happen? The first thing to do is talk to your PR team about what coverage you're getting from that. Is that in really highly reputable independent sources? Is that in your really good industry sources? Is, is there any mainstream coverage about that? And then what can you do there? So it's a lot of kind of assessing, prioritizing, working out what you can and can't do. And that's a lot of what I spend time doing. It's really all of that research and planning. And then once you get into the execution, it should ideally just be kind of like series of re requests 
to make it very straightforward. And so, I mean, you've kind of added a little bit, but what are the other benefits to it? Because oh, sure. that's the big thing for PR people is like, well, how is this going to actually benefit my brand, my client, or me personally, or whatever their objectives are? Yeah, I mean, I think the main thing is just Wikipedia's outsized impact on search. It is huge on search. So you know that it's going to be right up there in your top search results on Google, um, on any of the other major search engines. And it also is increasingly kind of impacting voice search. I know a lot of people who are just like shouting at their Alexa for information. And then, you know, one of the first places that pops up is Wikipedia because the nature of the content on the site is real sticky for those algorithms, all the interlinking, all the linking out to these other reputable pages makes it super valuable in Google's algorithm, especially. So you've got something that's going to be right there. It's independent. And this is a source of information you know people are going to see about your company. And that is why you need to be paying attention to it. And you can use it to your benefit by making sure that you have that information be accurate and be up to date so that folks are not getting like any, any kind of view of your company that's not appropriate. Gotcha. So how does this work? Because this is similarly almost a little bit like content. So how does this work within the content mix of the strategy? Because I mean, now you have podcasting, now you have Clubhouse for people that don't know, or Spotify Green Room just launched a few weeks ago. So how does this yeah. go in part with the con with the content mix? Yeah, so that's a great question. And I think another key point that I think a lot of companies miss a lot of communications folks miss is that Wikipedia aims to be the last place that gets updated, the last place that information is reflected. So when you're starting to put together content strategies, when you're putting out these pieces everywhere, the instinct is to kind of look across the whole digital space and say, well, I want it to be here, 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 and include Wikipedia in that mix. But really, Wikipedia has to go to the back of the queue after you've got your earned media based on it. And then you can look at how to update Wikipedia in there. And the important thing as well to remember is that it is an independent source. So it's not something that you can control. You're more looking at like, how can you put out information that either Wikipedia is organically going to use on its own, like the community are going to use, find and incorporate into the article themselves, or what can you potentially use in the future to go and seek an update? Mm -hmm. And then moving on more to the negative perception, because there are some negative perceptions with Wikipedia, oh, sure. especially in the early days when we were in school. And it's like, oh, don't look at Wikipedia. It doesn't it's not a reliable source. But it ha also has transitioned to some brands being a little bit apprehensive because yeah. stuff may get on there that's not actually true. But if it gets through it, then it's probably a hassle to get it off at the same time. So what do you say to that type of a, like negative perception of Wikipedia? I think the negative perception kind of feeds into itself. It becomes like a sort of terrible perpetuating cycle because I think the more that you have a brand that uh, is distrustful, that maybe doesn't consider Wikipedia to be valuable, the less that the less intentional and careful they are about how they approach it. And then the more likely they are to have missteps and have problems with updating, with making sure that mistakes are corrected. And I think, yeah, that, that sense that Wikipedia, oh, it's just like anyone can edit it. And so the information's always false. It really creates this feeling of like, well, why should I be bothered to learn about it and figure it out? 
And then it's not really helping anyone because then when folks try to do anything, it goes wrong. And then you end up with these big problems that can occur. So the more that we can kind of look at it as, well, what can it be? If it's a problem right now, if the information's not right in this moment, what can it be? How can we help with making sure that it's a good resource? Because so much on Wikipedia now is an amazing resource. There's just very few these volunteer editors compared to the vast number of pages on the site. So it's hard for them to keep up that consistency across the site. So I really think that there's a great role to be played by brands in helping with developing wonderful content putting out research that people can use, making assets available so that people can add them into Wikipedia articles, providing corrections, providing new information as it comes up. Gotcha. And even moving on more to that, even some people may think that Wikipedia is actually quote unquote biased. Obviously, I'm getting my information through Twitter. So, I mean, take that with a grain of salt in general. But how do you like, how do you make people understand that it's actually not that biased because if you have a group of people or groups of people going, well, it's biased because it's wrong because I can't fix it or anything like that. And that could translate to businesses as well. And PR people seeing that, how do you say, well, no, it's not really. And you can actually do it, take this down. So how do you manage that type of perception? Cause like I said, Wikipedia is the afterthought. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, Wikipedia is biased because and like big asterisks here, because these are individuals who are editing, creating this content. Everyone comes into things with their own bias, with their own interest. If someone's editing a Wikipedia page about something, it's because they have a personal interest in it. No one is just sitting down to write about a giant corporation because they just kind of like have a passing curiosity. Like it's usually coming from a place of like, they're a super fan of it, or maybe they're a real hater and they've been drinking that haterade and they're ready to put some stuff out on the internet about it. The main thing to, to remember is that overall it evens out <laughs> because there are, you know, no one editor is allowed to own a Wikipedia article, so they can't kind of ward it over and be like, only my say goes. There's a lot of guidelines that have been developed by the community specifically to address this to try and make sure that all the article's content stays neutral or as close to as possible. The other thing to realize is that neutral on Wikipedia doesn't mean that everything reads totally flat and there's no positives and there's no negatives. It just means it reflects the balance of what the, the coverage is. So if you have 20 high quality journalistic articles saying that you're a terrible person or you're an awful organization and you've done terrible things to the environment, and you have one good piece that says that actually you've done a lot of great work, then the way that the Wikipedia article is going to be written is more focused on the bad things than the good because the sources are based that way. So that's the other thing to kind of bear in mind. But yeah, I think that's it's important for brands to realize there are guidelines that can help them. So if their page has become very slanted against them, and it doesn't reflect how sources have treated them, it doesn't reflect the actual facts and circumstances, then that there are routes to address that because there are specific guidelines available that, that are there to, to help address these types of situations. 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're almost thinking about bread and reputation when we get into Wikipedia now. Not just content, but also the reputation side of it. So, should also PR people be thinking like a brand reputation of like, oh, let's look at Wikipedia. Let's make sure that our yeah. reputation is good and not always so terrible because... Like you said, most people aren't going to be writing no, no, exactly. about you because they just are bored. Well, maybe some people are, yeah. but they're going to be doing it because either they really like you or they really hate you. Yeah, it definitely has to be part of that broader, like digital reputation management piece. Another aspect that my firm works in is digital monitoring. And we just do a lot of deep dives into what all is out there about people, organizations, and how that can potentially affect them on sites like Wikipedia or potentially in future media coverage about them. So you have to treat it all as like that one ecosystem, if you will, around reputation. And Wikipedia is sort of the the end point of that. So if you're receiving a lot of bad press, you got to hold on to your hats for what might happen on Wikipedia. Not to say that it will, but maybe kind of look at how you can be addressing that type of coverage, look at what sort of earned coverage you can get that addresses issues that come up. Um, I think like the old kind of crisis comms thing used to be, if you can just put your head down and not respond to things, then you'll get through it. And now because nothing goes away on the internet. So if you've never responded to something and it's still out there, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. And PR pros, how do we keep Wikipedia in our front mind? Because when I was working as for like a couple different clients, I always forgot about Wikipedia, to be honest with you, because I was all about social media and making sure all that content's up. And so it gets pushed back enough because like it's like you said before, it's slow. And so when it's slow, I tend not to focus on the slow part of it and make sure that content is flowing through our other platform so how do you keep for pr pros how do you keep it in front of mine or at least keep it up there every once in a while i think monitoring is super important having it just be kind of like a touch point maybe like every couple of weeks or once a month depending how active your company is how much information is going out all the time and just looking at you know what areas in there do you want to address what areas in there are you concerned about new things getting added to are things being added we've been working with a company earlier this year developing their wikipedia page because it was very short and it didn't give them much information and as we were starting to put together content for them we would tell them well if you're doing any press work around now if you're doing any media outreach here's a couple of things that we noticed aren't mentioned that you had told us about your founding story and that are really important to that And so the next time that they were going to the media about like a major thing that was happening for them, they just fed that in. They would, anytime like a journalist asked them for some talking points, they included that stuff. And that's a good way of seeing it. It's like, if you can identify in advance some of those things that you want to make sure are going to be included in your Wikipedia article, look at how you can feed those into your overall content development and your earned media too. Gotcha. And what do you think the future of Wikipedia is going to be about? Oh, yeah. Well, I think a lot more, sadly, but I think a lot more gatekeeping, especially encouraging more experts to help take care of certain areas. I think we've seen such a huge drive against misinformation lately. You know, social media, it's been like a real hot button topic. Wikipedia has always been really, really careful about that. 
especially in spaces like politics and in anything to do with health and wellness. Wikipedia's some of the more knowledgeable and active editors in there are, are focused on those spaces and making sure that that the details stay like within what mainstream knowledge, mainstream science has focused on. But it gets hard. It's then the more misinformation that's out there, the harder it gets. So I do think that we're likely to see a lot more articles that get blocked or that require experts or a certain level of editor to be able to make changes in them. Gotcha. And fun question for you. If you could create a new Wikipedia, how would you create it? Okay. So I actually would go down that route of more gatekeeping, which probably sounds strange to anyone who's like, but you're like PR person and you're trying to edit Wikipedia. Doesn't that make your job harder? Yes, but it should. I think that there does need to be really careful vetting of certain types of information. I think it should be harder to create new articles on the site and that there should be, you know, it's already pretty hard because the editors monitor that and they come around and they they knock some out, but there's always going to be a lag on that type of situation. So that is definitely, I think that the biggest thing, I think starting out perhaps um, taking that more cautious and, and constricted view on things probably would have been the, a slower growth process for the site but then potentially less issues in the, in the future on going back and taking out a lot of stuff that's fluff or not appropriate or misinformation gotcha and final thoughts for our guests or listeners i should say <laughs> <laughs> sure sure i think the main things i definitely want anyone listening to think about are Consider Wikipedia as part of your overall digital monitoring picture. Put it put it in there and consider it as part of the, the general digital ecosystem. Um, and definitely try to give it some time to, to develop material, to think about how you can incorporate things into your, your earned media strategies. And don't be afraid to reach out for help on it. It is an unusual site. There are a lot of guidelines. It's not somewhere that you can kind of instantly jump in and expect success. And that's why there's firms like mine who can help guide you through that whole process. All right. Thank you for joining PR360 and sharing your knowledge on Wikipedia, the thing that people know about but don't really use. (laughs) Thanks so much. And thank you for listening to PR360. As always, please subscribe to PR360 on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Leave a review. It really does help with the rankings. Let us know how we're doing. And join us next week as we talk to another great thought leader in the PR industry. All right, guys, stay safe. Get on that Wikipedia article or maybe your brand page. Just get on it. Remember it. And see you next week. Later.